0: Watkins was director in You two guys, this should be interesting. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, first thing I want to do is thank JR for uh, asking me to be a part of today's ceremony. It's awesome and. Seeing the guys yesterday it's just an amazing weekend so far it's always one night in but i just want to also quickly recognize um not just jr but also i know the guys will appreciate this jr and Jeannie baumgartner who are here in 94 and have been here for 30 some odd years and run the rangers in a great way and have the ranger as much of the ranger logo as anybody so Jeannie and jr congratulations All right, so we'll take some questions here. You know, I think you know Mike Keenan there is on the left, and Neil is on the right. So just uh, throw away some questions, and then we'll uh, we'll start You want the microphone. Okay, so just raise your hand, and I'll call on you, and then we'll grab the mic. Lloyd, you want to start us off? Man?
1: Mike, you've worked in a lot of uh, cities, during HL tenure. Having the parade down the canyon of heroes, is that what makes winning in New York different than winning in any other NHL market?
0: I think that's one of the differences, but that's not the only differences. Uh, only differences to win in New York City. Um, there's no bigger stage in the NHL than New York City, and the demands that the city places upon professional athletes, professional teams, uh, is a challenge for the athletes, in particular, to meet the the needs uh, and the team requirements to be so, so successful. But New York is new york i love new york uh i've coached a lot of great cities but nothing compares to this city regardless of the parade in the canyon which is exceptionally special so just before we go on, i want to thank jim Dolan for bringing this group together and, and bringing our players here uh, to have this celebration and to share it with the fans of new york and to share it with each other
1: Okay, over here. Coach, so this has been made of Mark Messier's leadership ability, but you take a look in that locker room with uh, McTavish and, and Lowe and and, Teekin, and What did those guys mean heading into the second overtime against Jersey? Well, the
0: group is standing over there and there's many leaders. Mark certainly was the consummate leader of the group and recognized and respected by the group where there were a lot of great individuals who had leadership skills and you you build a team, the composition of the team is not just your best players, but people taking on the responsibility of being a role player, being an extra player, uh, maybe that backup goaltender, all those ingredients have to be put in place and that c- calls for leadership, it calls for maturity, it calls for acceptance of your role and we had no better group in the world than this group right here, that were willing to do anything they could to help each other, regardless of their status on the, on the team. They, and they demonstrated even last night, they are so connected as a human beings. Uh, that's why, fundamentally, why we won. Okay, next question. Ashley? Here. This is both from Mike and Neal. This is both from Mike and Neal. Hockey has changed in the last 25 years reflecting on how the game is played today how do you guys perceive the game today as it did 25 years ago I'd like you both to answer it
1: uh, from my perspective the game is uh, drastically changed I don't we were sitting in a lounge just now watching uh, game four of the final against uh, Vancouver and it was a totally different sport uh, when you saw the the, the way that the players, uh, what they got away with, we'll say, mm-hmm. or what they did and what wasn't called or what was called. Um, it was a different man's game than it is today. I don't think there's been um, better, uh, uh, faster, higher-skilled uh, athletes uh, as hockey players than there is today. I think that everything gets better as time goes on. And I think this group of 2019 NHL players are the best of ever in, with their skill set but the game has so changed that um, it's hard to compare 2019 to 1994 because of the the size and speed of the game and the skill level so um, it, it, for me it's a it's a it's a very and, and of course the rules have changed so it's, it's a very hard comparison but it's But I admire today's players. I've never seen anything like it. If you saw one guy that fast in the 90s, you'd be, you know, Mike Gardner maybe was that fast. He won the speed competition, but now they're all that fast. So it's it's really amazing to watch. Um,
0: My uh, interpretation of the game is a little bit different than Neil's. Um, If you watch the highlights, and I did three days ago, game seven, Game seven was not for the faint of heart between Vancouver and New York. It was a man's game. The players were so intense, competitive, vicious, mean, the officiating, certainly the rules were different. The and let them do whatever they want for the most part. Um, and the speed of the game surprised me. Uh, for both teams, we had great skaters, they had great skaters. The transition in the game, Uh, was really something that I noticed in comparison to today's game. The players to me are not engaged in the game as much. Uh, It's not as compelling and maybe that's part of what's transpired in the mentality of the new player uh, coupled with the the change in rules. Uh, So the athlete Today is well-tuned, well-trained, well-conditioned. Uh, I'm not sure if they had the mental skills and toughness that this group over here had and Vancouver. You look at that game again, it was unbelievably intense physically from start to finish, 60 minutes. 60, I, I I, I was impressed, and that takes a lot to impress me. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed watching, it was entertaining. Next question. Okay, you got one ready, Lloyd. Let's go to Alan. Don't try to hog it there, Lloyd. Let's go, to, let's, go to, let's go to
1: Alan. The passage of time in sports, of course, is a, is a fascinating thing. Does it, does it feel like 25 years to you guys, and has it grown in stature now that it's the one cup for the Rangers since 1940 that stands alone? Uh, I mean, the. the uh, I think that, that even even for me, I I'm like, how the heck did, did we do that? Because <laughs> when you you think about it, and all this time has passed, um, and I know. I, I think as time goes on, at least to me, it seems like people are more and more appreciative and respectful of what a great job these guys do. And Mike and the players were, were uh, I mean it's the impossible dream at, at times and it was back then too but um, it's, it, I think it's grown and, and it's, uh, it's, just, it's just great to have that memory to, to live with
0: I think it's an acknowledgement of uh, how difficult the task is I was in my ninth year of coaching and when Mark came across the ice to celebrate the Stanley Cup victory and handed it to me and I lifted it over my head. The first thing that came to my mind, I said, I can't believe how difficult this trophy is to win. And I think as we now, time passes 25 years later, that uh, endorsement of how difficult it is still stands in my mind, even more so. Uh, We'll take the next question from Alex in the back there. Hey Mike. Wait, wait for the microphone Alex, wait one second. Hey Mike and Neil. Uh, I have a question for Mike. Uh, Why would you leave me for seven and a half minutes? (laughs) Well we will let you in on the secret now. It was all set up by the team and we had no, it wasn't formatted. Uh, we were trying to teach this young player that the quality of ice time could be enhanced with the intensity and the vigorness of a shorter shift. So uh, as he came over and as time lapsed, the bench started to laugh, he said he's going to try to climb in the box, don't let him climb in. And he did put his foot up to climb in. First of all, he tried to get to the door and they wouldn't open the door. And then he tried to climb in they said, niet, you're niet, get back out. So the joke was on us though, he scored a goal, I don't know if you remember, during that shift. So at the end of the period, I'd sit the Mark and just look after him for me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next question. Go ahead in the back here. Hi guys, welcome back. Uh, question to Paul, Neil and Mike. Uh, we're at the point in the season where it's, uh, the NHL trade deadline is approaching. Uh, back in '94, what was the uh, perspective from the front office and behind the bench in terms of the dynamics around the trade deadline and the decisions made that you felt were needed to improve a team that was ready? the best in the
1: league at that time? I I hope we would agree on this one um, 50/50 at best uh, I think that uh, it was a it was a culmination of a, of a season of uh, discussions and conversations and a lot of talk in Rye playland about what the team needed and what was possible to do and there was a thousand phone calls and back then uh, managers didn't trade until the deadline they waited right till the last minute and um, I think that we agreed um, that we needed to do more to make the, what was a great regular season team uh, a playoff tournament championship caliber team we needed m- more fortification and um, so that that was the mindset we went into and we were all together in Calgary uh, you know I was making all the calls but getting off the phone here's what we got this it, it went on like that, as I'm sure it does today. But I know there's less trading. But it, it was just the fact that, although we had, we're having a great season, we weren't. To, uh, Mike and I weren't totally confident that this could uh, be replicated in the playoffs, and that that we needed. We just needed another push, and, and at least that's my understanding. The uh, the discussions were intense for
0: sure because. Uh, when you're in the first place position overall and there's going to be a lot of scrutiny if you make a lot of changes which um, we had accepted and part of it also was that you remember I was a manager as well before and as a manager there's so many opportunities to get great players and great young players and to uh, establish a, a player that could be with the organization for many, many years. On the other hand, we had the discussion, and Neil and I and Coley and Dick, various uh, in the room. We are going to meet opposition that's going to be fortified. For example, New Jersey were bigger and stronger. Uh, we needed experienced players that knew the program that could be brought in instantly. The Nunes Metols. McTavish at the trading deadline. They knew what the drill was. They knew how to compete. they won the cup or been to the finals. They knew the demands, and you needed that kind of individual and those individuals to to collectively uh, mesh with the group we already had. Anderson came in and gave the group a big boost of a, a champion, and that chemistry was needed. And also, to deal with the pressures, the question was earlier, what about winning in New York City? We needed experienced people that could put up and and not succumb to the pressures of that task at hand. So, we had a group that really had the leadership in the locker room to take in, and and Mark uh, insisted on it from Benny who shined the shoes to everybody that was in that room, you were a part of it and you were responsible to each other. And the group that we brought in, Trading Deadline, understood it, could fit in, and the team actually got, was improved. I talked to Mike Richter last night, he said, our team got better overnight. Okay, we'll take it. Not disparaging for the people we've, we've traded or moved, but. Our our, our focus, our demand on ourselves was to win the Stanley Cup in New York that year. Okay, we'll take one or two more here. Ashley, you have another one? We'll get you next. Mike, I know you've had some health issues. Uh, you want to give us an update on how you're feeling and how things are going for you? Yeah, I'm doing really well. I had prostate cancer diagnosed last May. I had a procedure done in Toronto at Sunnybrook Hospital called brachytherapy. Uh, You probably have three options. You can have radiation from the outside. You can have the surgically removed. uh, uh, Or you can have brachytherapy which is a a seed implant right into the prostate. I went two weeks ago. Things are ACEs. Uh, I couldn't do much for about six months. The doctor says you're good to go. Do whatever you want. So back on the horse and away we go. Thanks for asking though. And I don't mind speaking about it because it builds awareness for all of us. Okay, final question for Neil and, uh, and uh, Mike. Yeah, no, I go ahead, over here. A lot has been made over the difference between 25 years ago and today, between players, the way everything's run. If you each had to pick one player on that team that could play in the game still today, and then conversely, a player on today's team that would fit in well with you guys in 94 who would it be take a, a player from our group from your group that could fit in today's and then conversely we have a plethora of group of people over there could play today <laughs> the, the skill level the talent level the skating skill the, the heart the determination they would, would make a lot of the players in this league faint of heart the way that they play who could play on this team, the Ranger team for us now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well I'd like to see Richter and Lundquist go at it and Healy. <laughs> I'll go to the minor story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very, very much. much thanks guys and now uh, thanks to nice Neil and Mike oh, and we'll to bring up Mark and Adam, Brian and uh, and Mike. You guys can come.